This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made for This. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis65 and use code MadeForThis65 for 65% off plus free shipping. And now, here's Jenny. Well, it is Miracle of Miracles. Chloe is on the (laughs) podcast for real this time. She is not just telling you all what to do. And being bossy, she is here to hang out. And we specifically wanted to do this episode because we both have stories, and I'm getting to share mine, of how this has played out in our personal lives. We both took three months off this summer, and it was really, really helpful as far as margin, but it also felt really necessary. It wasn't just so that we would get healthier. We also both were kind of at a point in our lives where we needed space to heal and rest. And so I want to talk about, and you actually said you were willing to talk about Mm -hmm. kind of your journey the last year and specifically to do with mental health and how you have tackled this in your life. I mean, it's been a very proactive way. And so I'm really excited for y'all to hear her story, partly because I think more than the things you're going to learn in this season, just to see and hear someone be vulnerable and talk about in real life, this is what it looks like. Because Chloe, let me just honor you before everybody and just say, this is how it looks like. And not that there's a right way to do this and not that there's a perfect way to do this, but how honest you've been, how much you have leaned in and said, I want to get well and healthy is, is part of what's made this amazing. But Talk just big picture first, like what what happened? Mm-hmm. What what was the beginning of this story for you? Well, like Jenny said, I don't get to be in front of a camera very often, but I do love talking about HelloFresh <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> so, so yeah, here I am. I'm going to tell you all my junk and all my gut and glory in my first introduction to talking to you about more than food. And I'm glad to because – It has been one of the most painful years of my life. Um, I've had a lot of really painful years in my life, but this has been one of the hardest. And at the same time, I am still, I mean, I'm still healing. This is not a bow at the end of it, but I feel like it was the first time that I think God just gave me the mercy to use all the tools that I had been shoring up. Like, you know, we went through Find Your People. And so I had community and I, I had just tools in my tool belt that kind of felt like, oh, maybe one day I'll have to cross that bridge. And then this year was my bridge that I had to cross. And so earlier, it was on my birthday, December of last year, I was out with some friends and we were at my in-law's lodge out by the pond in East Texas. And we were at Canton having a great time shopping, going around. And all of a sudden it was like the room started to spin. And I was just so taken aback because I couldn't even stand up. I was like in the middle of crowds of people. My friends are looking at reindeer toys and stuff. And and I was like, okay, I, I need to go outside and sit down. So I went outside and sat down and knew immediately. I was like, I've got to get some cold water. I'm going to put it on my wrist. Like I, I knew exactly what it was and and because I had had panic attacks before. And if if any of you listening have had panic attacks, you know it's like the tight chest feeling or the room spins. You get dizzy. I knew that something was going awry, but it hit me like out of nowhere. I usually – I'll have moments of anxiety where I'll be sitting in my room and 
I'll feel the panic attack well up. This was like out of nowhere. That day sort of catapulted a really rapid downward spiral of my health just like deteriorating and falling out from under me. And it was even that day we were supposed to go to dinner with Jenny and Zach for my birthday. And I called Jenny and I texted you and I said, I, I can't go to dinner tonight. Like I, I don't feel well. And I didn't even really fully know why I didn't feel well, but just knew something was off. And go home and – Jenny and Zach came over that night because Jenny called me, I think, 30 minutes after that text. I hope I, I thought I was going to get out of it and not have to explain what it was. I, I would eventually tell you because right. you're we're, one of my dearest friends. We're but intrusive and we I was worried. And so we drove dinner to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm glad you did. I wanted to check on you. Yep, yeah. Yep. But at the moment, I didn't even know, you know, we're talking about part the parts of us and being able to identify what parts are hurting, all that. Like I Everything was fine. Like I have, I had great friends. We have an amazing church and amazing community. Works great. I've, you know, all the things were in place, and and so my body, it felt like it was like sabotaging me, and so I didn't even have an answer for why I didn't feel good or why why Mm. something was wrong. And so I think I kind of fumbled my way through like trying to explain what that was on that first night, but I knew that I needed to take action fast because I felt myself just kind of going down. And and to be more specific with words like that, it was just, like I said, panic attacks, like overwhelming anxiety to the point where I'm laying in bed, like, which is so not like me. I mean, I'm like, no, I'm like out, I'm a go-getter. I, you know, I'm, I'm the one that sprinkles confetti at birthday parties. Like I'm, yeah. and just to feel that like something's not right. And so the next morning I still had like enough gusto in me to go see my, my regular doctor. It was the first time I think I I almost stepped outside of my body and went, actually, maybe I haven't felt like myself for a really, really long time. And I was honest about it to myself. And But then it came out of my mouth, you know, with my doctor. And I was like, I I just don't even think I feel – like I, I don't feel happy. And not that happy is not, you know, the pinnacle of what you're supposed to feel. But it just like – it felt like Chloe wasn't – I was like a shell of who I think I was supposed to be. And I hadn't felt that for probably a decade. Immediately it was like, okay, so let's take care of it. Let's do it. Let's so fix it. Let's fix it. Like we got it. So – I started – I took a medication that was going to fix it, and it made it worse. <laughs> and so for like two weeks almost, I'm laying in bed. I can't eat, like physically can't eat. I, I I hardly ever cry, and I'm just like uncontrollable, weeping. I mean, I have three little boys and a husband. So, you know, my husband's kind of like, oh, my gosh, like what's happening? You know, And I'm like trying to explain it, but he can't even figure, you know, what's going on. I'm still mom, so it's – he's – being amazing and helping taking the boys, but I I really hit a point where, for the first time I think in in my life where I got to the where they say the end of yourself. I've never understood what that felt like until this moment, and it was like I think the way I've been functioning up to this point worked for me, but it stopped working mm-hmm. that day. And I there's this analogy that my sister had told me a long time ago that I kind of laughed at in her own counseling journey, where she was like Chloe like you know, you're on the river of life and you're in a canoe and you're paddling down the river and that canoe gets you pretty far, but then you get to the mountain. And so you get out on the riverbanks, you get your canoe that you've been in and you put it on your back to try to get up the mountain. And that canoe is served like a purpose for you on the river, but now it's going to make climbing this mountain 
Impossible. Impossible. And so that's that was my moment where I came up to the base of the mountain and I I had the tools. I didn't know how to use them. And I also had not been paying attention to things, my body, my my brain, my um, like my feelings. I had not I had not even given thought to them hardly at all in a really long time. It was so bad that I, like I said, I couldn't eat. It was dropping weight um, rapidly, and but this is where I, <laughs> when Jenny talks about finding your people, yes, it's for like birthday parties and fun nights, like we do, but it's also for this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, told, I told Jenny I wasn't going to cry. Here we are. <laughs> I got her clinic but, anyway because yeah, I knew she would. <laughs> um, so I mean, two three years ago, I. Walked away from an if if gathering and was told Kurt Thompson, someone was like, well, you need two to three close friends that you, like you've decidedly said you are my people and like I need you to know everything. And so I made that decision in this place of like, I got it. Like life's good, but I'm going to be on it. Like I was. I really to, – to what I – knew about myself at that point. Right. They knew you everything. Yes. Yeah. You knew everything. Yeah. Like I wasn't being dishonest. That choice led to two to three years of like meeting every single week at Denny's. Some weeks we didn't even really talk about anything that deep. And I walked away like, oh, is this really what this is supposed to be that we talk about? Like not things. <laughs> but then some weeks were incredibly deep and and hard. And so yeah, so court my friend Courtney, that week, like at some point, it was a blur, shows up at my house, brings a whole container of soup, and it, and literally sits there next to the couch and, like, feeds me mm-hmm. to get something in my body. And so it was like, you you do these things. Like, God gives us these things not as chores. It's And it's not even just for the crisis, but it's like there she's been there all along in so many celebrations and so many things. She was Jesus to me in that place. Mm. And it was as simple as that. She didn't have any, like, you know, suggestions for me or feel better. She just fed me. Mm. And so what happened from that moment was also I need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> so – by God's grace, like got into one like immediately, even though I didn't know if I would be able to. Just the process of getting your body stabilized can take a long time. Like it's in, and I didn't realize that yeah. even going into it, three to four months of just, hey, does this work? Like, do we need to do this instead? And literally, I had to quit working for a month. And Jenny, I mean, you're just one of my most precious friends. It has just become even more precious to me over this past year. Who you are, you know, everyone sees all of this and but who you are in like the hidden places when I had really hard things to say sometimes, um, a lot of sad things, like you were my friend and you are my friend. And I'm thankful for you and in your presence in my life, like your steady presence and and Zach to walk alongside James even in this. Yeah. Like this wasn't me in, an, in an isolation. It was like this – how does this affect my husband? How does this affect my kids? And it, the temptation for me was to just kind of hole up. You know, I, I, I'm good about like, oh, I'm hey, I'm struggling with something. Or I'm – you know, I'm str- hey, I'm struggling with anxiety. Like I'll even go that far. But to really call almost every day someone, yeah. you sometimes, and go, I've been crying all day in my bed. Right. That was where I was for a long time and it didn't lift. That's yeah. that's the other thing. Like yeah. it's it's one thing to have a spell and then it gets better 
And that's it. it. That happens. Yeah. But it was long. Yeah. It was long and it was sustained and it got worse before it got better. One of the things I observed, and and you might feel differently about this, is, and I'm, I was surprised by this, that you didn't feel ashamed. You really were okay to be in this place. Not okay. You didn't want to be there, but but there wasn't this added voice or pressure of like shame that I think so often accompanies times like this for me and I think a lot of other people. Talk a little bit about that. Am I Am I accurate in that observation? Yeah. I think the relief of setting my canoe down yeah was so much more than what I could be embarrassed by and would you say the canoe was performance and achieving and oh it was so many layers and if I had tried to deal with my childhood trauma you know all the big t little t traumas my the way I wrapped my identity in my work like all the different things that went into it was it was not one thing and if I had tried to attack them all at once or quickly or without a guide to help me do that I I think I would have sunk the relief of going I can't even work I can't get on the phone my you know my boys are at the time you know six three and 18 months old and are running around my bed as I'm laying in the fetal position. I can't even get up to do what they need. And they're crying because they fought about something like Mm -hmm. to to be in such a place where emotionally and physically, spiritually that I was like, I really am. My contribution is zero. And just to let some of those things down, because I had so long said, as long as you need me, you being my husband or me. Uh, or you or yeah <laughs> then i'm i'm valuable then but the second that i am not needed it hit such a deep place in me that went beyond just like identity it was like my okayness mm-hmm. so when all those things got taken away and i was still loved mm-hmm. and i was still okay Mm-hmm. And God was still with me. It was that feeling of relief of I could maybe live life not feeling like that, then I'm in and I don't want to give up. And so that process began with finding the right medicine and, mm-hmm. and doctors and praise God for all of that. But it really led you, that was just the beginning mm-hmm. of that journey. So talk a little bit about kind of what came next mm-hmm. in your story. Yeah, it was a, a long journey. But as I started to really it, heal my nervous system, I had just been running hard and fast for a long time and had no second thought that we have this whole system in our body that God's made that needs – it can do that. It can endure adrenaline, Mm -hmm. fast space, et cetera. But it also really needs to come down off of the the mountain of adrenaline. And I had been going at high adrenaline for a long time, you know, worked with an amazing counselor who really helped me understand that rhythm of – Hey, take your take your system high, run it hard, and then it needs to come down. And paying attention to myself feeling those things. I mean, even after like a day like this, like it's so fun, right? Like we're together, we're right. doing stuff we love. It's great. And I would drive home and I would just feel this like bricks on my chest. And I'd get home and I'd work some more. And then I'd do the kids and then I'd go the next thing. And I would never come down off right. of the the activity. The and, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm super aware. I mean, even even like phone calls, you know, I'll have a phone call with a family member and it's it's like, wow, I didn't know – I didn't realize how much it was impacting my nervous system. And then started the question with my counselor of like, how did I get here? <laughs> like I think that's the question I had asked. How did I get here? Because I the, the way – Because you I, didn't even see it coming. It was like a I cliff. Didn't, yeah. yeah. It was just – 
It was just you fell off it. And I was doing all the right things. Right. Like I had deep community, amazing church. I serve. I spend time with the Lord. Like I'm I mean, all the things that are supposed to keep you from having moments like this, I was doing. And I would even consider myself introspective and open and vulnerable, like all the things that you you should do. And I was still there. And so I really honestly went, I don't think I know how to do life, like live my life anymore. So it like totally wiped off the table. And then with help and with and with God's voice, like telling me like what goes back on the table one piece at a time. And so that was things like, I mean, as basic as my com- my commitments, my time, my the, what I was eating, the, what I was drinking, all the physical things, but then even my spiritual inputs, like I Every night I was listening to Le- the Lectio, which I know we've talked about to you guys before, the um, Lectio app. And just like at night, again, taking my nervous system down, hearing God's voice, like waking up and doing the same thing. It was just like – it felt like the first time that I'd ever really understood what bread of light – like God's word being bread because I had to. Right. And, and it was like my body had to physically stop. And I, before I could do 20 more minutes of like standing up to feed them breakfast, my boys' breakfast were things like that. So started a lot of counseling. I was in counseling once a week, seeing my psychologist once a week still. I mean, it was just grueling. Like it did not give up. And I was almost more exhausted by that. Like it was like, wait, I'm trying to get better and not feel so exhausted. But this is really exhausting work that doesn't And I know up. there were moments in that. And I feel privileged that I got to walk through those seasons with you that you felt kind of helpless. Like, I don't know if this is going to get better or if this is working. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people in the process of healing, and certainly I've been there too, have felt that way. What would you say to someone about just the time it takes and even just the hope that there is a light at the end of this tunnel? Mm -hmm. I I think in me, I knew it was going to get better somehow, but I didn't even know how better it was going to get. And that even... In my trying to figure it out, I had put a lot of categories and ceiling on how I thought that that was going to work itself out. What I thought was, I'm going to feel better. I'll get, I'll stop taking medicine after six months because I feel better. It'll be great. I'll have some new rhythms in my life, like you know, all these things that I kind of could put together in my brain. And instead, it was actually a total reconfiguring of how I see myself. Like, I mean, did a lot of work on who, who's Chloe? Like who, who am I? And again, with a trusted guide and I, that can, came in the form of a counselor, came in the form of a psychiatrist. It came in the form of, you know, a more intensive counseling, two-day counseling thing. But I started to go back and go, what kind of stuff did I enjoy as a child? I'm, I'm going to wear this tie-dye shirt with Dolly Parton on it because I want to. I mean, that's a true story. It was just like I I had so many things constructed around what I thought I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to look like and how I was supposed to dress and how I was supposed to engage with you, with my husband, with all this. And when I started to, it felt like a fun experiment of what would happen if I wore the tie-dye Dolly Parton shirt out in public? And what would happen if I went outside every night and looked for butterflies. And, you know, just it was it was like this game became a game. And every time I did it, it was okay. And so I just see God in full color 
I still deal, you know, I'm the physical healing from a very busted up nervous system is is going I'm in the middle of it now. Like I, it takes a long time. But the spiritual change and cleansing and restructuring, reshaping was far far outweighs anything that I thought was going to get better. And so for that, it is life-changing. And I don't think I'll ever be the same. And I have a very sober reality that I live in a broken body that might need help again. Yeah. It might need help the rest of my life. I didn't see that, like the tools that God had given me, God has that God gives us, they're there for our good, for our wholeness, and that the Holy Spirit, I would wake up and it was like, I just asked today, like, what what do you want me to do today and and just listen. And it was just incredible to hear God's voice so clearly. Oh, hello, Fresh. How much I love you in these crazy busy times of year when the last thing I really want to do is use like a complex recipe to make dinner on one of these nights when there's so much going on with the kids and with work and it can just get a little bit hectic. And that's why we have a lot of fun cooking with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis65 and use code MadeForThis65 for 65% off plus free shipping. So guys, it's time to cozy up. It's fall officially, wore a sweater for the first time today, and let's save some money by cooking at home. Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. So they offer 50 weekly recipes that have all kinds of different flavors and cuisines and ingredients so you never get bored and you can try something new every single week. What's really fun is that this fall, they have all different kinds of rotating selection of fall-inspired meals. So there's brunch kits and different kinds of meals for tailgating, fall festivals. HelloFresh is quick and easy meals, like their 20-minute recipes or low prep and easy cleanup options mean you spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. What I love about HelloFresh is that the plans are flexible. You can choose your meals for the week. You can update your preferences. You can even pause your plan if you know you're going to be out of town or you don't need HelloFresh that week. And every meal is customizable with more protein or different sides. One of my favorite meals that you've probably heard on the show before because it's a Jenny and I staple HelloFresh meal that we love is the Bon Mi meatball bowls. And it's it's something, it's like flavors that I don't just naturally gravitate towards or meals that I don't think of. And HelloFresh makes it so simple, so easy. My boys love it. And we know you guys will too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThe65 and use code MadeForThe65 for 65% off plus free shipping. And now back to Jenny. Well, you know what I'm thinking of all the Beatitudes of blessed are the brokenhearted. And Mm -hmm. I do think those seasons in my life are so profound because of what you're saying, which is we get to the end of ourselves. And so we need God, which is ultimately the human fallacy is that we don't need God, right? It's, It's this idea that we could be like God rather than to need God. And yet we live in a culture, and I'm going to shift us here just a minute because I think for perspective, uh, as we enter this season, that we're going to talk about a lot of these things, that we live in a culture that commands that work, that canoe, like paddling and get it done and the hustle and the striving and the appearance, and or we think we do, right? And so I want you just to to talk as someone on the other side that has left that behind mm-hmm. 
and you're okay. Mm -hmm. I remember specifically several times you would, it was almost like a test. I felt like when we'd be talking, you'd say, I'm going to disappoint you. And I, I'm going to, you know, you kind of were preparing to disappoint me. And I was like, okay, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. I never was ruffled. And I think sometimes you said it real provocatively, like it was going to offend me or, or something. And I was, there's different parts to our relationship too, right? We're friends and almost like family. And then we're also coworkers and the coworker side of me wasn't even flustered. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it was, the, it was the same experiment because it was like, okay, as small as like, can I wear this, get away with this tie-dye shirt just because it makes me right. happy. And then- Can I be imperfect? And can then, I mess yeah. up? And then what happens job? if- I really do need to do three more hours of work tonight. I mean, that's my reality right now. Like I what I I need to do three more hours of work. But what would happen if I closed my computer, left the text unanswered, I put my phone down, right. and I chose to be with my family, make dinner, look for go out in my garden, like pick the roses. What would happen? <laughs> and I did it. And the the first like I mean, when you're that conditioned to operate that hard, like I like I had conditioned myself to be that hard on my body. And so it was like very un it felt very unnatural. It felt very like clunky. But then you wake up the next day, nothing really catastrophic happened. Yeah. Yep. You were fine. Yeah. But then but then there's also like you may wake up and it burned to the ground right. or like you, you know, yeah. and and like but that's okay. Like I was not letting God be the big God that he is, that he, and and yet so in the details that he will take care of that email that I'm like, I feel so frustrated by this situation or I've got to get back to this person that I could leave, I truly could leave it with him and say, I need you to t handle this. That's kind of how, I, I need you to handle this because I know you can and I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll try again. God doesn't call us to these things alone. And every time I was looking into tomorrow or the next day, it was imagining that day without him and without his care and and that he never sleeps and he's moving hearts. And I wake up to emails, like crazy emails that was a resolution to the whole thing from the day before. And you're like, I mean, I watched American Idol last night. I don't know how that, but like just doing that over and over to where now almost a year later, I'm like, this is way more fun. Yes. And somehow I'm getting I maybe more done. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense, but it's it's you can be on Good Morning America. You can be hitting every marker. You can be leading in every way. You can have all of the things that culture would say that you need or that you should want to be okay, to be valuable. At the end of the day, uh you can get it and it's still if you go deep, deep down to that, like really deep place in your heart, like it's never gonna right. make it stop aching. If not, make it worse or like the the ache harder. Mm -hmm. We're we're never meant to fill that with our work, with our roles, with our you know efficiency, our what all the things. Yeah, it's way more fun like that. <laughs> it reminds me, and I know I've written about this and talked about this here, but. My, when my sister walked through such a devastating season in her life, really lost almost everything tangible on earth except for her, her kids, she looked at me, and I was so worried about her, and she looked at me and said, how privileged am I to taste losing everything and knowing that God is enough? And I thought, wow, like again, blessed are the brokenhearted, blessed are the poor in spirit, because we know, and I've been that in that place as well, we know that God really is enough. And I think it's important just because Chloe and I both serve you 
as part of our family and part of our community, you're a big part of the mission that we both have. And, and we both took three months off and trusted, you know, that the whole thing wouldn't burn down. If anything, it's crazy that it, it grew and, and our team was fantastic. But I think also evidence that we aren't that big a deal. We're not as needed <laughs> as we thought. Um, but I do really believe that as we both are coming back to serving you and to, to building this and to doing this with you, that there's such a, we're having a lot of fun. We're stumbling along maybe more than we ever have. Mm -hmm. It's not as perfect and clean and executable. We're, we're more asking the Lord constantly, like, what do you want? I hope and believe that this is part of where we want to lead you into the places where the song that has, I feel like is my theme song in life, where feet may fall, but God is present. And he is walking with us. And yet his road for both of us has been through exhaustion, through burnout, through depression, anxiety. We've had to go through this. You know, I, I, I don't think it's an accident. I think that right now when I look around, the whole wide world is, is either on in the middle of it, a season like this, a valley like this, on the other side of it, or headed into it, right? This is everywhere I look. It honestly feels like most people are actually dead center in the middle of it. And yet we both have tons of hope that there's a different way to do this life. And it isn't achieving and succeeding and living your best life now. It is honestly dependent on the Lord, connected to people, and doing it imperfectly. And so for every mistake we will make that affects you, I will not apologize. We will be imperfect and we will have boundaries and it will bless our families more mm -hmm. and cause, I believe, the work to go on longer. I think at the pace I was going, and probably you two would say this, we both weren't going to make it. We both would have no. burned out last year and, mm -hmm. and not continued on. And so to some degree, how we let people down is also how we will persevere and keep going. Mm -hmm. So- yeah. And another day we'll talk about our story in this because I do think it is part of all this. But yeah, I, I just want to say I am so grateful for you. I am so, uh, I don't want to say proud. I want to say I admire you so deeply watching you go through that. And I hope and pray that I would and will do it in as gracious a way as you did and as honest and I pray for all of you that might be in the middle of it, that, that if the very least thing you take away is that you don't feel shame in it, that you know you're not alone in it, that you know that this is part of life, that this isn't something you can quiet time and exercise your way out of it. And not that those things don't play a role, but there are seasons that are out of our control, that this is where we got to lean in. Chloe, you actually, I wanted, I, the theme for this season when I came back from sabbatical that I, I just felt like I wanted to dive in deeper and talk about and think about was identity because I saw it everywhere. And you said, oh, I don't know. The word identity is kind of loaded and you named the season. So I mm -hmm. want you to talk about, because I feel like it so came out of this mm -hmm. place for you. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Whenever we plan these seasons, it usually kind of starts from a spark in, you know, in us and a lot of times it's the same thing. And so then we're like, what is that? And then we talk about it. But with this one, we are just so thinking of like you, like not 
all of you, not the masses, not the thousands of people that listen to this, but you and you have a name, like your name is Hope, your name is Emily, your name is Carrie, like and and that's and there's all. There's some boys out there too. There's we know boys you're out, out there. there too. More and more. There's Jacob, there's Scott, there's Casey. <laughs> but I and I do want to say that it can be easy to even hear someone else's story. And, you know, you guys got a tiny little microcosm of my, even just this year, when I know that there are many of you who are enduring things like that are unspeakable um, pain and hardship every day. And it doesn't go away and it doesn't give up. It's in your house. It's in your body. It's the brokenness of sin is just really real to you and that's why we do this because yeah. we believe. I mean, Jenny says it all the time. Heaven's real. Heaven's coming, but it's true. Heaven yeah. is real and it's coming. So we just want you to have courage to do today and then God will give you mercy and courage tomorrow for tomorrow and the next day. And so if we can do that on Tuesday, Thursdays to be a part of that, then that's why we're here. And so we named the season, Are You Okay? Because that's on, like, Mm -hmm. I think if you were sitting here in the studio with us, that's what we would ask. Are you okay? And then if you said, yeah, I'm I'm good, we'd, you know, ask ask again. (laughs) It'd be like, but are you okay? You you know, or like, but is that okay? Is this okay? You know, that's all that I could hope for this is just that, I mean, we don't even have the rest of the season planned and maybe that's why like we're going to do this as it goes and we're here with you. Like it's not, there's no punchline at the end of this season yet. We don't have it wrapped up in a bow because there is no bow yet. Like I hope that you can find something just beautiful in your life in the way that God uses his people mm-hmm. and his voice and all these things to speak to like those really hard things. Yeah. I really believe some of you are going to realize along this journey in this season, if you haven't already, that that maybe it is time to get a counselor in your life, to find a guide through your local church or someone that can walk through maybe some deeper things with you. But in the meantime, we we hope to be that. Mm. I, I hope that this serves as a guide for you that helps you know yourself better, that helps you know scripture and God better. And as you do that, I really believe that healing and wholeness come. And so, yay. I'm so grateful. Thank you for sharing. Real quick too. It's not just Jenny. It's not just me and Jenny. It's like Scott Caro, I mean, we've talked about Scott from right. the beginning, but like, <laughs> yes, you are listening to our voice right now and in any coherent way, taking out all the sniffs and weird stuff that we do with our mouth on the mic. Like, I mean, it's Scott Caro cares so much, cares so much about you. Yeah. And he does that by editing the podcast too every week. And Casey Helmick and our entire team, Molly and Emily and, and Jacob is back Jacob's here right back now. here and like, I mean, yeah. makeup. I mean, yep. it's just like matters. It it matters, and so we just want to thank all those people too because yeah. Well, and what a, a way. Unseen. I mean, I really think it's important that you mention that too because one of the beautiful, crazy things was that while we were off, our team mm-hmm. grew. Mm-hmm. It was it was wild. By three, three yes. times Yes, so we size. sit down. Like, we come back from sabbatical, and we have new teammates. Yeah. And I think it's important to know, like, we're not superheroes pulling all this off. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are helping make this happen. And that's another reason we get to mm-hmm. not hustle so hard, mm-hmm. that we can rest in other people's gifts. And, and I know some of you are out there going, well, I, I don't have – I can't hire help. I can't – 
you know what? You're right, but you are part of the body of Christ. And the way this is supposed to work is we each bring our gifts with our limitations and other people bring their gifts and their limitations. And together we build something more beautiful. And I promise you, this wouldn't be half as beautiful or even a 10th as beautiful without Chloe and without our team, because everybody is bringing their parts to this as well. And so, yeah, I think that's actually a perfect way to end this little conversation because I do believe that one reason we're in a better spot, both of us, is the beautiful people that are around us and, yeah, and helping us carry the load. Love you. Love you too. Hope we have a long run ahead still. <laughs> oh, we do. I know. <laughs> you guys, I don't long think we're going ahead. <laughs> Love you guys. Hey guys, if you haven't already, can you make sure and go to follow the show on Apple iTunes or subscribe anywhere you listen and then also rate and review the show because that's how people find the show. You would not believe the messages that we get from people all over the world who are listening every single week alongside you. We love you guys. There is so much coming this fall. I cannot wait to tell you about. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. Podcast.